Welcome to the Pattern Podcast from KXC in London. As a church, we are exploring ways of being with Jesus, becoming like him, and doing the things he did in order to see the city we love transformed. This podcast is a resource to help you explore the spirit-filled patterns of living and put them into practice in everyday life. For this podcast, we're taking you back to an interview that was recorded back in March before the COVID lockdown. Anna and I caught up with Rachel Hughes as she talked about the practice of faithfulness. And you know what? This podcast, I think, has even more relevance for our lives now as Rachel paints this beautiful picture of a life marked out by faithfulness. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us from Birmingham. Um, What can you see outside your window or in front of you right now? Well, uh, right in front of me is my screen with you two in front of me which is a wonderful view I'm also looking at my desk which is messier than I would like it to be um but there we go you can't see that thankfully <laughs> and then I'm I'm just looking out my window and uh the skies are a little bit gray which sadly is not untypical for Birmingham but there is definitely a hint that spring might be in the air so yes. I'm very pleased about that yes. I'm done with the winter <laughs> so we're going to be talking about um faithfulness today um and maybe it's just me but perhaps faith faithfulness isn't always seen as like you know let's say the sexiest fruit of the spirit around so how would you describe faithfulness and what does it mean to you yes i would agree with that i don't think faithful is always seen as the most exciting fruit of the spirit but it is absolutely fundamental it is critical for the life of a follower of jesus And as I was thinking around this word faithfulness, I immediately thought of these verses in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, where the prophet Jeremiah is talking about this tree. He's describing this tree and he's using it as a metaphor to describe the life of a Christian. I'll just read the verses to you. It says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream it does not fear when heat comes its leaves are always green it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit and what I love about that image of this tree is for me it describes what it means to sustain a life lived for Jesus Mm. and essentially it's it's talking here about two dynamic things faithfulness and fruitfulness that you have to have one with the other. So for me, when I think about faithfulness, I think about it alongside fruitfulness. And I think often as Christians or in the church, we make the mistake of only or overemphasizing fruitfulness. It's what we celebrate the most. Mm. I guess fruitfulness in this metaphor, it's the fruit. It's the fruit that we see on the tree, right? Um But faithfulness is also absolutely fundamental Mm. because faithfulness means uh, being sustained. It talks about these roots that run deep to to the water and the water we know, this image of a tree by water, we see it uh, marked through the Bible, this this idea that as as children of God, as followers of Jesus, we're, we're sustained by our proximity to to the presence of God, to the word of God. uh, And that produces faithfulness in us. Uh, And this idea of seasons, again, looking out my window, knowing that spring is coming. Faithfulness is about 
uh, being consistent in every season, not allowing, I guess, the elemental forces of life in any particular season deter or undermine our faithfulness to Jesus. And so whether that's when the drought is there, when, when it feels like a season of scarcity or for whatever that whatever that might be, or or a season where we feel overwhelmed, what does it look like to be faithful in every season? And so I think what what I I love to think about is this idea that we celebrate as Christians not just fruitfulness but faithfulness as well. And uh, do you think there's any differences between like a cultural description of faithfulness and how Christians might actually want to demonstrate and talk about it? I think faithfulness in the culture that we live in is pretty countercultural, actually. And I would I would suggest that that any reference point for faithfulness within the culture that we live in is pretty is pretty temporal. Mm-hmm. That actually faithfulness is based on how you feel or how much it suits you. And so we could be faithful for a particular time, whether that's in a relationship or to a, a commitment or whatever whatever it might be, but there's always an out. You know, well, if it doesn't suit me anymore, then I don't need to be faithful anymore. And uh, I, I think we live in a culture that is very me-centred, it's very feelings-centred, and I think that brushes up against really the essence of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so I think we see a lot of this in our culture. Well, I don't feel it anymore. And so I don't need to be faithful anymore, which in a sense is kind of a contradiction in terms because faithfulness, as we said before about these seasons of life, faithfulness is being consistent no matter whether we feel it or not, whether we like it or not. Faithfulness is just to, to keep going, to, to, to be faithful to what we've promised. Um, and I think that flies in the face of the culture that we live in a lot. And so, obviously, Rachel, you've talked there about the fact that, um, you know, our feelings aren't going to be the things that motivate us to faithfulness. What do you think would motivate someone who pursues faithfulness? I think faithfulness is all about the long game. Again, I talk about the seasons, but anyone, I say this like I know anything about farming or agriculture, (laughs) I don't. But there is a patience that is required when it comes to fruitfulness and we forget that because again we live in a culture that's very instant but faithfulness to me is all about the long game Mm -hmm. and so I think if you can hold that in mind I guess the rewards of faithfulness and and therefore what might motivate you is this idea that that there will be a there will be a harvest like faithfulness does reward you with fruitfulness it's just not going to happen really quickly necessarily you know, you're going to have to choose to see the long view and to uh, and to trust that just because you might not see or be able to uh, taste the reward of the fruit right now, you have to trust that as you dig into faithfulness, those rewards come. I think about my marriage to Tim. We've been married 15 years. You know, our marriage has grown from strength to strength. I, I, I know Tim more deeply than I've ever known him. You know, various aspects of our, our life together, I feel closer to Tim than I've ever 
felt it. We, we journeyed life together. There are there are fruits within our marriage that I'm rewarded with now because of the faithfulness that we have both dug into through the course of our, our marriage together. So I think what could what could motivate a person to faithfulness is those sort of long-term rewards, which are good and sweet and unlike anything else. I think also what what motivates me to faithfulness is that it blesses other people. And of course, as followers of Jesus, we are blessed to be a blessing. And so therefore, uh, by definition, we should pursue things that bless other people and faithfulness blesses other people. Again, I think about my four children. My faithfulness to Tim blesses them. You know, they see our commitment to one another and it creates for them a sense of security and safety. So it blesses them. My faithfulness as a church pastor blesses my church. So if if we can choose that as a motivation, then then uh, then we have we have the opportunity to create a lot of blessing for people, and that's only a good thing. I think also faithfulness pleases God. And again, if you are a follower of Jesus, then that should be a pretty high motivation. Mm. And we know from the scriptures that faithfulness pleases him. And so it's great. It's it's great to do things that please our Father in heaven. That that's a that's a great thing. And I think faithfulness reflects the heart of God. Again, in a world, in a culture where uh things that are temporary are, are often honoured above those that are more permanent or, or require more faithfulness, mm. I think it's an opportunity for us, for us to really reflect God's character and his heart in the choices that we make to be faithful. Um, and how, do you, how can we grow in faithfulness? I think the first and most obvious way that we can grow faithfulness is, is in our proximity to, to God. It's, it's our relationship with God. And again, we see this image of the tree and these roots that run down to the water, the water being symbolic for God's presence. And, uh, uh, and therefore, our proximity to him is, is going to be the key way that we grow in this gift. And so, practically speaking, that means finding time it's it's the kind of it's the nuts and bolts isn't it it's like the basics it's it's finding time to connect with god every day through the bible through prayer through worship uh whether that's journaling or walking or you know lighting a candle or getting up early say whatever it takes for us to create those daily rhythms of connecting with god that's where our sustenance will come from and that's going to look different for from from everyone and then i think it's just in the small it's the day-to-day decisions it's the everyday decisions that we make to be faithful to be to be faithful to the vows that we've made faithful to the promises that we've made faithful to the commitments that we've made and and those happen in those day-to-day small decisions you know i'm uh, i'm not going to look at that or i am going to do this I'm I'm going to contact that person, or I'm not going to buy that, or I'm you know it's those it's those daily uh, decisions to choose faithfulness or to choose something else. Yeah, and well, you talked a little bit about it then, but faithfulness is a way of reflecting the heart of the Father and reflecting Jesus, and that essentially is what we're trying to do with pattern is we're trying to become apprentices to Jesus. So how do you see? the faithfulness of Jesus displayed in his life? Um, we see faithfulness demonstrated by, demonstrated by Jesus in, in lots of different ways. Uh, I mean, firstly, we see 
Jesus's faithfulness to us through his commitment to the cross mm. you know that that in itself is ultimate faithfulness to to see that through um even though it cost him everything mm. that's faithfulness and his faithfulness right there is it, it, we, again that blessing we, we're the ones that ble- are blessed we're the ones that uh, i guess get get the reward of his faithfulness mm. i mean his faithfulness it, linked to that he's faithful to his mission mm. we see Jesus say you know i'm only i only do what i see the father doing and, and we see he is faithful to that all the way through his life mm. he's got his eyes fixed on the father mm. and he knows what he's been asked to do mm. and he's faithful to that he doesn't deviate from that i mean he's honest in it obviously in the garden of gethsemane we see his anguish in it but he's still faithful to it and i think that's an important point actually that Faithfulness doesn't mean just gritting your teeth Hmm. necessarily and pretending that everything's okay. Faithfulness means saying, this is really hard. And Jesus models this for us in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is really hard, but I've said I'm going to do this and I'm going to remain faithful to it. Hmm. And I think Jesus models that for us. And we see that Jesus is faithful to his disciples. He's consistent He's kind, but he's also strong and clear. He he creates a sense of safety for them. And I don't mean that it's certainly not safe hanging around with Jesus. But what I mean is they, they there's a trust. He creates a safety in the sense that they trust him. Mm. They, they trust that he knows what he's doing. They trust that he's a, a, a man of his word, that, and he creates that through his faithfulness and his consistency. And he's also faithful, isn't he, to those that can't love him back. And I think that's powerful that, again, as followers of Jesus, we're called to be faithful, not just to the people that are going to be faithful back to us. But Jesus models for us what it looks like to be faithful to those that may not or are not able to be faithful back to us. That is, that's powerful yeah. and really hard. turning towards the difference that faithfulness can make in our lives um and you obviously touched on the fact that faithfulness does produce fruit in our lives just wondered if there was anything you wanted to add um in terms of our relationship with jesus or our relationship with others um what what difference what fruit do you think faithfulness can produce in our lives when we begin to understand jesus's faithfulness towards us then we also receive a sense of safety from it. You know, again, it's, it's the roots down to the stream. When we are in that rhythm of, of connecting with God regularly, when we are committed to exploring and celebrating and worshipping God for his faithfulness, it produces within us this ability, and again, it's there in Jer- Jeremiah 17, this ability to trust God. Mm. And so even when the season is difficult, when life is complicated, knowing, knowing that Jesus is faithful, knowing that God says in his word that he is faithful to his promises, that is sustaining. That is sustaining for us. That means that we can face anything because if God promises to be faithful, it doesn't really matter what's going on around us. He says he's faithful. We can trust him. And that's an incredible starting point for us uh in life in in whatever it is we may face 
I think um, I think faithfulness uh, in us also cultivates obedience. You know, we it, when we choose to be faithful to God, it means we we trust uh, we trust Him in obedience. We 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 decide to to do the things that He's calling us to do again, knowing that He's faithful. And ultimately, we have to believe that the gospel is good. And if God says faithfulness is one of the fruits of my spirit, we have to believe that faithfulness will also lead us to flourishing because we know, right, that that God's desire for us is freedom. God's desire for us is is to live a life knowing that we are we are loved, that 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 John, you know, John 10 10 says we're called to live, we're invited into life in all its fullness. And if if one of the ingredients of fullness of life, of, of human flourishing, one of the ingredients of that is is faithfulness, then to pursue it means that we're going to enter into what it means to live the fullest human existence that there is. So that, again, that's a pretty good motivation mm. to choose to grow in faithfulness. Mm. And in regard to our relationship with others, is there anything else that you think, yeah, that... Um, faithfulness will have an impact on those on on the lives of those around us i think it's that word trust again and safety and again when i say safety i don't necessarily mean comfort i don't mean comforts but it's the safety it's the trust of knowing that when a person says something they are true to their word it's integrity it produces integrity i think if you pursue faithfulness the byproduct is is integrity and uh, when you're a person of integrity, others can, tr- can trust you mm-hmm. and, uh, and know that, that, that in relationship with you, they're, they're dealing with a person that's true to their words. That it, it, it is very, very slow <laughs> to break a promise or to, or to break a commitment. And again, I think in the cult, the back, against the backdrop of the culture that we live in, uh, that's, that's pretty unique mm-hmm. and remarkable. Um, you mentioned earlier about um, you know your marriage. Do you have any other stories of, of where you've seen the impact of faithfulness, either in your life or the lives of others? Yeah, I, I can think of loads of examples of where I've seen faithfulness demonstrated, particularly within my marriage. Actually, when Tim and I got together, um, we uh, we came from pretty similar backgrounds. You know, we were raised in, in a, a fairly similar way. But um, in my in my late teens, I kind of discovered boys in a serious way and I wasn't that keen on this sort of Christian label and so in essence in my late teens and into university I kind of ditched the Christian label I I never stopped believing in God but I really didn't want to pursue what I thought it looked like to be a Christian because I wanted to basically I, I wanted to do what everybody else around me seemed to be doing my age which was having lots of boyfriends and going to lots of parties and drinking a lot and everything else and so actually uh, I you know I I I had sex with different people and uh, I I didn't hold that as a high value at that time and uh, in many ways that was kind of what I was living for like sexual experiences were like the the thing at that time and I was also pretty insecure. So a lot of my own insecurity was driving that need for affirmation from, from men at the time. And then when Tim and I got together in our mid-20s, I had this sexual past and he didn't. 
he has he has been so faithful to his commitment to sexual purity long before we even got together. And so when we got together, actually, I knew that I was marrying a man who had prioritized faithfulness in the area of sex, sexual purity in a way that was re- really pretty unheard of, actually. And so I, I actually, when I came back to faith in my early 20s, I can remember vividly praying this prayer and uh like receiving again the love of the Father, just that tangible sense of God's love and his presence in the room at that moment. Mm. And I knew that God was welcoming me home and I knew it was a fresh start. I I was beginning this new life of following Jesus. But I I remember thinking at the time, I'm damaged goods. Like, Mm. I know God loves me, but he's never going to be able to use me. You know, that's for those kind of important or what I deem to be important sort of Christian jobs were going to be down to the really holy ones, you know. And I also thought, I'd love to get married, but I'm sure God would never pair me up with one of the the holy ones because I'm kind of damaged goods. And in my mind, like Tim was one of the holy ones, like he had done the right thing <laughs> in many ways. And so when Tim and I got together, even there, it's like, wow, that, that God would ordain for the two of us to get together. And I think within our marriage, and I, I say this as somebody who has, excuse the pun, but screwed things up in this department. <laughs> I reap the benefit in a culture where we are so over-sexualized in a pornography culture. You know, I, I reap the benefit of being married to a man who pursued faithfulness, again, against a backdrop of a, backdrop of a culture that was sex-obsessed. I reap the benefits of being married to a man that pursued faithfulness in the era of sexual purity. And I... There's not a day that goes by that I don't hugely value that. Mm. Um, with that backdrop in, in mind, do you then see this um, that backdrop almost providing the church with opportunities in, in the era of faithfulness then? Yes, I think there are massive opportunities, but I think the challenge is faithfulness is about the long game. And so it's difficult then to almost... Um, publish or advertise like the the benefits or the rewards of faithfulness into a secular society that is is obsessed with everything being so quick and temporary and so I think in order for our culture to really recognize what faithfulness means and what it what it develops in a person's character it's about commitment to long-term relationships. It's about consistency over the long term. And I think I can think of people in my own life who, uh, who have known Tim and I, you know, for a long time, who perhaps haven't had a relationship like that. And, and, they, and they see, I guess, 15 years of marriage. I mean, in many ways, it's not that long, but actually in the culture that we live in now that's a long time to be committed to the same person and I know I've had conversations with with people around what it means to choose faithfulness and how we benefit from that and and for Tim and I to talk about our marriage not in terms of oh I've been married to the same person for 15 years but wow what a actually what a joy to to be in a relationship with someone that I know so deeply that I trust so so sincerely 
But I think in order for our culture to see that, in order for the people around us to witness that, and of course that doesn't play out just in marriage. We, we can we can exercise faithfulness in our in our friendships, in our commitment to our calling against thick and thin. And I think it's when other people witness this in season, out of season, for better or worse, thick and thin commitment to what we believe and what we've chosen to uh, to pursue, that speaks volumes. But it's the long game. It's the long game. And it's it's not going to be recognised in, in a week, you know. So, Rachel, to um, get a little bit more practical, um, obviously you've talked about the fact that faithfulness is obviously about commitment. Um, what do you think is the line between being faithful to something and being committed to something and, and actually knowing when to let something go? I think it's really important that we understand the difference between faithfulness and loyalty. And I think we can get that confused sometimes. And I think loyalty is important. I mean, and I think loyalty is an aspect of faithfulness. But I think if we make the mistake of choosing loyalty over, well, it could be over anything, you know, loyalty over our own, our own emotional health, whether that's being in a relationship that's actually quite toxic. Well, that's not faithfulness. If we choose loyalty over, over perhaps the courage to step into something new that God might be calling us to, well, that's not, that's not faithfulness. Again, that sort of misdirected loyalty. And so I think it's really important as we think about some of the commitments that we've made, how, how much of this is about a loyalty and how much of this is about a faithful commitment to something. And I think there are times where we have to choose a course of action as yeah, whether that's ending a relationship. And I'd, I wouldn't say that necessarily around marriage, obviously, unless, I mean, there are, there are some circumstances we know where that vow is broken. Um, but we have to, yeah, we have to ask ourselves, is my loyalty misguided here? Or is actually the most faithful thing to to move in a new direction? And I'd say that that's the key, understanding the difference between really faithfulness and loyalty. Just, just one other thing on that. I think there's also a difference between a promise and a vow. And there are some vows that we make. Obviously, the vows that I made to Tim on the day that we got married, that they are they're covenantal commitments that uh, shouldn't be broken lightly. Uh, and then there are other things, other promises that I might make that I might have made um, unwisely. And again, we don't we don't need to be um, we don't need to be sort of held captive to those if actually our loyalty is misguided and faithfulness looks like moving in a new direction. Um, and starting to get even more nitty gritty, like what does faithfulness look like in that day to day life of someone that you know is a student or. A professional or um you know a parent what what does that faithfulness look like in it like the nitty-gritty of day-to-day life i think there are probably some really universal themes around faithfulness and we've talked about words like consistency and integrity both really important aspects and i think you can apply those to, to any context to any season of life 
Uh, interestingly, I mean, I, I've been a student, I've been a parent at home, and I've been a professional. So I think I think I can see those themes running across all of those three contexts. Interesting that the professional one, I've been reading um, a bit of Brené Brown recently. I love, I love Brené Brown. And she talks about creating an emotionally safe environment um, in the workplace. And I think faithfulness comes into that. I think for a lot of us in the professional world, particularly in the secular world, that we work in environments um, that don't feel hugely emotionally safe because we don't trust ultimately that the people that we're working with or the people that we're working for have got our best interests at heart. And it's, in fact, it's counterintuitive. That's what we discover. It's counterproductive uh, in business to, uh, to, to create a, a toxic environment where no one trusts one another. Actually, what we learn is that in creating an environment where people trust one another, which is built through faithfulness and consistency and integrity, actually the knock-on is more productivity because people feel safer they feel able to bring their whole selves into work without fear of being backstabbed or misunderstood or or for their uh, emotional responses to be undermined or ignored. And I think to create an environment of safety in the workplace requires us to bring faithfulness. I was chatting to a, a friend the other day and she's um, a brilliant lawyer family in family law and she she worked at this top law firm in Canada and she said it was a horribly toxic environment. And she said every day she would walk into the office and nobody would say hello. And so that, that was the assistants, that was the receptionists, that was her fellow lawyers. There was just such a toxic culture of mistrust that, that, that people couldn't even bring themselves to say hello to each other in the morning. And she said she made a commitment Every morning she would walk in and she would make a point of saying hello to everyone. She said initially for the first couple of weeks, we just blanked her, like, you know, death stayed her. But she was faithful. She was faithful and she kept at it. And she's very humble, but I know reading between the lines, she changed the culture in that office just simply by being faithful to that commitment to say hello. Mm. And I think that's the opportunity that we have. That's what faithfulness can bring. But it's, it's again, it's the long game. It's mm. choosing the right thing, choosing the thing that's going to bless the people around us over a long period of time mm. and then reaping the benefits. Do you, do you have any tips for someone who's just, you know, someone who's about to start out and this like realising that maybe this isn't some, a virtue that they inhabit? So do you have any tips for someone starting out with that stuff? I think the first thing is to recognise this backdrop of culture that we live in and that most of the other messages coming at us will be around promoting actually unfaithfulness, promoting selfishness, self-centred behaviours, you know, however, you know, do what you feel like, if it feels good, do it, if it doesn't, don't do it, you know. I think the first thing is to recognise, yeah, that, that, that what's coming at us is going to shape us away from faithfulness 
I mean, that again, that is just a basics of following Jesus, living in an environment that is going to constantly want to shape us around its values. And faithfulness is not one of our culture's values. So I think that it's really, it sounds quite a negative starting point, but it's really important that we, we get our heads around that so that we know what we're coming up against. And then I've said this a lot, but it's, I'd say the next thing is, is committing to the long game. If we're going to expect quick and instant results, then we're going to be disappointed really quickly. It's a bit like, you know, getting fit. I, I run regularly. I am not athletic. In fact, I'm terrible at sport. But I'm 41, I think. Yes, I'm 41. And I'd really like to stay healthy. And I really like the stress relief that running gives me. And so I made a commitment that I'm going to start running several years ago now. And I've had to be faithful to that. Now, if, if if after a week I was hoping to get the results that I wanted, I'd have been really disappointed. But years on, yeah, I'm I'm reaping the benefits of, of that commitment. So I think it's the, the long view thing. I think the other tip I would say is to celebrate the small things. It's that faithfulness versus fruitfulness thing. And again, the temptation for us um, to just celebrate the fruitful bits. But actually, I think it's important that we celebrate the faithful things as well and so where where we've chosen to be faithful in the hidden things in the small things again using the example of well today I chose to cut that thought pattern short today I chose not to watch that particular thing today I chose to to take the time to text my friend you know or whatever it might be celebrate those hidden unseen faithful achievements not just the fruitful ones and Rachel do you have any advice for anyone who might be um actually feeling the the pain of being faithfulness advice to them of um continuing when when faithfulness seems to hurt yeah I think again it's about recognizing that that life can be divided up into different seasons and there are going to be times where faithfulness is just hard work and painful and usually that will be in the context of relationships most likely and this is where the, the loyalty faithfulness things come in the first check is to, to ask yourself am I have, am I actually operating out of a place of misguided loyalty here or do I dig, do I need to dig into faithfulness so that would be the first thing and in the context of my marriage and in the context of my parenting to my children well, there's not going to be misguided loyalty there. So it's always going to be, right, I need to dig into faithfulness. And there are times where the people that we're in relationship with are going to disappoint us, they're going to hurt us, they're going to let us down. And when that happens, not if, when that happens, I think the important thing is that we allow space and permission to process the hurt and the pain, not to, to just dig deeper into ourselves but to find a trusted person who that we who we can talk to about and uh, be honest about what we're feeling and again using the example of Jesus he didn't pretend that being faithful to his call was a piece of cake you know I imagine those 40 years in the wilderness were were very very challenging and so I think it's ensuring that we create a habit of being honest and real with trusted people around us uh, and, and, and investing in friendships where people are going to 
spur us on towards faithfulness. That's the other thing. If, if, if all the people that we deem closest to us are are living within the culture of our of the society they're all adhering to the values of our culture we're going to struggle we need people around us that are like yeah i'm in this faithfulness game too come on let's keep going let's keep going because uh, you need people that are going to cheer you on again against a, a against a culture that's going to constantly want to shape you away from faithfulness thank you rachel that's amazing so just to close are there any final encouraging thoughts you'd like to give to our listeners on the topic of faithfulness i think as cheesy as it sounds it's just it's just go for it go for it pursue the long game trusting that those rewards of faithfulness are are there but they're not going to happen straight away so choose invest in the long game invest in the long game and trust that god is faithful to his promises and that out of our faithfulness, we will flourish. We will find more of what it looks like to live that life in all its fullness and just go for it. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rachel. That was brilliant. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for listening to the Pattern Podcast. If you'd like to explore more spirit-filled patterns of living, head over to pattern.org.uk.